This is Kevin. And this is Ron. And this episode of Your Valuable Home is brought to you by Provia. Provia, a faith-based company that makes entry doors, storm doors, patio doors, vinyl and wood-clad vinyl windows, vinyl siding, manufactured stone, and metal roofing, all of incomparable quality. Welcome to Your Valuable Home, the weekly podcast for listeners who believe that residential real estate is the way to build wealth. Hi, I'm Kevin Kennedy, a working contractor and host of Your Valuable Home. Your Valuable Home is for homeowners and investors alike who want to acquire and improve real estate based upon educated decisions. And I'm Ron Milk, Your Valuable Home producer and co-host. Our weekly one-hour podcast is not about doing it yourself. It's about hiring the right contractor to do the right job at the right price. And it's not about flipping. It's about buying and holding to build wealth. Homeowners and investors who strive to create wealth and financial freedom with real estate and avoid costly home improvement mistakes your valuable home is for you the project replay made redoing our kitchen and bath trouble free your horror stories have kept us from hiring the wrong contractors the college segments have taught us how to keep toxins out of our home what to look for in replacement windows how to borrow sensibly against home equity and more college teaches investors like me how to freshen up my rentals without spending a fortune their suggestions are great for roi it's time for your valuable home Kev, as you know, we're fortunate today to have Scott Lau from our sponsor, Provia, here in the studio to get our listeners up to speed on Provia Metal Roofing. Scott's the Director of Sales uh, for the Provia Metal Roofing Division, which is in? It is in Walnut Creek, Ohio. That's our corporate facility. Yes. Okay. Yep. So, hey, Scott, welcome back to Your Valuable Home. You were just on a little phone interview prior to this, but, you know, when most people are thinking about roofing and metal roofing they always think of the standing seam or that rib roofing that people think of the most of the time when they, we talked about right what is provia metal roofing well t- to us it's the next generation of metal roofing and like you said most consumers have that preconceived idea that metal should be something vertical exposed fastener or standing seam this is actually a horizontal system uh, in the industry we call it a metal shingle some people call it a stamped panel Uh, But what really separates us from that traditional roofing is the way it looks. Uh, It's very nature-inspired with a lot of uh, good-looking colors with with shake and slate and barrel tile. All right, so that's three styles that are available with that metal? Right. Mm -hmm. So now, color-wise with that, is there uh, color in each one of the barrel tiles and stamped shingle and shake? Is that all the same also? Yeah, we have four colors in each one of those profiles, so we have 12 colors in all. And the thing that you'll see with, with our pattern of colors, it's they're very traditional earth tone colors that are going to stand the test of time. They're not those faddish colors that will be here today, gone tomorrow. Uh, they're those grays and browns, things that will go with most of the color palettes that you see with homes Timeless, today. timeless. Too. Yeah, timeless yeah. colors, okay. absolutely. Yeah, so a lot of people don't understand is also when I was looking at the uh, Provia website, is making those, like a standing seam roof, it's just a color. It doesn't add anything real to it. Right. But when you have the, we talked about like the shingles, mm-hmm. to take that mm-hmm. look, it looks so authentic. It's not just a color, it's that earth color that we had talked about, which you can put the siding, Provia siding with, the Provia stone with. Right. So there's a lot more availability than people just think of just looking at, eh, it's just a roof, because right. it's not. And, you know, that word authentic, it's such a great word. And there's nothing wrong, again, going back to that standing seam, that, that exposed faster. That's more of an industrial look. We're going for that nature-inspired look. Mm-hmm. So if you've got that cabin in the woods or maybe you have an old historical home and you're looking to to mimic that that original slate that, unfortunately, after 100 years now kind of is falling apart and, you know, the house is starting to sag a little bit from the weight, well, this is a much better option 
you know, going with our with our slate. Well, there's a great easy to use tool too on the Provia website. I've I've checked it out. It's it's really cool, really cool. Right. It enables you to visualize how the different colors and styles will look on a roof. Okay. Can you get into that and how that system works? Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great program. We call it the Pro Visualizer. And really what it is, it gives an, a homeowner an opportunity to take pictures of their home, okay? And then we can do an overlay to kind of look to see what that roof is going to look like on the house. I mean, this is a big purchase, right? And so we want to make sure that it's the right color for them. And the nice thing about it, you know, as you know, with Provia, we also do doors, windows, siding, stones. So you can actually do the whole exterior of your home and see how everything is going to match. And so it's it's really cut, cutting edge technology that's really going to help that consumer make the right decision from a color and profile standpoint. So in other words, if if I walk into I could do it at home. You sure could. On yeah. a website, mm-hmm. okay? Is it is it easy to do? It really is. I mean, there's just, you know, there's directions on how you would uh, download your photos. Mm-hmm. And, and let's say you don't want to go out and take photos. You can also pick uh, different models of homes that would be similar to what you have and just uh, go ahead and overlay on those as well. But, uh, you know, in today's world, you know, most people are very uh, tech savvy. So it's uh, just a few uh, clicks of a button and you can see what your roof's going to look like before you actually have it installed. So in other words, if I pick, um, how many different colors are there in the shake style? So we've got four different colors. We've four got different colors. two grays and two browns. Two grays and two browns. Mm-hmm. Okay. And how many in the, the slate? The slate, four as well. Four as well. Mm-hmm. So if I pick one of those four, I can match that. So it looks good with other Provia products. Exactly. Siding, doors. Doors. Windows. Your, your windows. The your whole stone. Deal. The whole deal. All of our products. Okay. And then I can change that. If I want to change colors of roof, I can go back and change it and do it exactly. all over again. You sure can. That's a useful tool because you know really exactly is. what's on your mind when you walk into a dealer, right? You know Absol- what's going to look good on your house, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah, see, when, what I always think about when you're always looking at pictures trying to sell a homeowner, and I'm going to put mm-hmm. myself as in the homeowner or me trying to sell a homeowner as a contractor, they need to see visual. Right. And sometimes when people talk about, hey, if it's a newer product, how can we do that? Technology's it came a long way. Mm-hmm. And what it made it easy for Pro-V, like, I'll, I'll give you an example. Just recently, last night, I'm going to say, because my wife told me to mention this to you, uh, we have everything Pro-V at our house, but we didn't do the front door yet. We had to do the addition. We did so much other work. We actually sure. just did the download on the front door, so uh, that's coming very soon as the uh, <laughs> Provia front door that we're put in. But it makes it so much easier for homeowners to do this. Absolutely. So to get a visual of how it is, now you have your own house, and seeing it, it makes it a lot easier. Absolutely. And like Ron said, you can do it from the comfort of your own home. Go out, yeah. take a few pictures, get on our website, take a little time, and now you can literally design the entire exterior of your home. It's and you know, when you When you look at the metal roofing, the number one reason why people are making that switch from that traditional look to the to the more of the metal shingle look is from the beauty standpoint. So what better way to be able to get an idea of what that looks like, you know, than, than looking at that, you know, 50 by 12 panel. Now you can see it on the entire roof. Well, the other thing is, too, you can save it, and then you can go to the dealer, pull up your save, and go through it with the dealer, right? right? Absolutely. So that, the dealers have to love you for that because it probably saves time. It sure does. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, I got to say, cool. yeah, with, with all Provia, Ron and I, we've done so many shows talking about the Provia warranty. Windows, mm, doors, mm. the siding, Provia stands with such a right. great warranty. Talk about a little bit about with the, the metal roofing and their warranty. Absolutely. Well, first of all, we all know that a warranty is only as good as the company that stands behind exactly. it. Exactly. And so yeah. at Provia, you know, we absolutely, we don't hide behind our warranties. We stand behind our warranties. But when you look at, at our warranty and the reason why we're so confident in that warranty 
is our proprietary locking system. When you look at metal shingles today, there are two ways that it locks. You've got a two-way locking system, which is at the top and the bottom, and then you have a four-way locking system. Ours is actually a proprietary four-way locking system where we have an enhanced water dam to make sure water isn't coming in. Uh, on that bottom lock, we've actually put a rib in that because anytime you bend metal, you actually strengthen metal. So we've increased the rigidity mm. of our bottom lock. So we've got a, some proprietary elements in there that are really going to beef up the protection factor of that panel. Yeah, I, I tell you, when we were, uh, Ron and I visited the Provia plant back in the early part of August. Right. I know you and I, Scott, were, were like two kids in a candy shop talking for about 25 minutes. And then we had to go somewhere to uh, the other plant to take a look at some other stonework. And and Chris uh, was saying a few times uh, up at Provia, she's like, are you guys ready? Are you guys done? I'm like, no, we're, we're, we're having fun here. We're just talking shop. That's right. right. And right. loving the product and knowing that product and getting a better understanding, it makes it a lot easier for contractors mm -hmm. to sell the product because it's not just, eh, it's a roofing product. No, it's a lot more than that. And exactly what you talked about, the beauty of it mm -hmm. is going to be what's going to sell the homeowner. See, again, it's a lot of times a lot of people do think of a, of a metal roofing. It's just, eh, it's a metal roof. And, it, and I'm trying to say, well, listen, you've got to see the roof. It's not that. A lot of people right. today just don't want to see, uh, it's just a shingle or it's just that, something different. That's and right. That's what I loved about that Provia product. Well, you talked about the slate and how slate, right. whether the weight, how it wears it down. Uh, with the new Provia product, metal roofing, is there weight, any distribution problems? Yeah, it's interesting you bring that up. One of the big metal roofing myths is the weight. Everybody it's thinks heavy, it's yeah. going to be uh, heavy. But actually, when you look at the weight of, like, let's say, um, asphalt, it's usually 230 to 270 pounds per square our metal roof gives you that protection of that, that metal, of course, but it's only 109 pounds per square. So again, let's go back to that historical home that's had slate on for 80 to 100 years. Slate is roughly Huge about weight, a, right? Huge right? Weight. Yeah. It's about 1,000 pounds a square. So all of a sudden now, you, know, you switch over to 109 pounds, you can literally hear the, the house exhale in pleasure. <sighs> My because back's it's, exhaling. Exactly, right? It. Because it's so much lighter, but it still offers that same protection you know, that, that you've come to know with metal. Well, for contractors, they'd be looking at an easier installation cost then because it's not killing themselves to try to put this product on the roof. So less cost means easier sell. Absolutely. Yep. And, and, and when it comes to the install side of this, when we actually created this, we created it with the installer in mind. So we've got pre-made starter panels that can be installed right out of the box. We've created a valley bending tool to help bend those panels going in the valley so it makes it a lot easier for the installer. So that was a Provia invention? That, that was something that okay. we've created. Mm -hmm. So it makes it a lot easier. They don't have to handbrake so much. We've got a very comprehensive trim kit. So there's very little fabrication that needs to be done, you know, on the job site. So many times, you know, you've, you've got to do all this fabrication on the, on the job site, which takes a lot of time, a lot of effort. It's a lot of money lost. So, so we've really been able to speed up the install time without hurting the integrity of the roof itself. Well, when we were at the plant, one of the things that really uh, Ron and I were really impressed about was the uh, roofing certification mm. that Provia offers for their, their contractors. Could you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. That's the backbone of our program. You know, when you look at a product like ours, when it's a high niche, uh, it's a specialty product, that install part of it is very, very important. So we created an install program that is a little bit different. A lot of times in this industry, you get certified, you sit on a bar stool, you take a test at the end of it, and you call it a day, Right. So ours is very much different. You, it's a two-day course. It's very hands-on. Our installers who have over 30 years experience will go through every step of, of putting this system together. 
and they'll they'll show each step and then the participants then go into their own mock roof and actually install the roof. So when it's done, they've put together a little mini roof before before they leave our uh, certification. So how many roofers out there who install Provia now around the country? Sure. Right? Is, and I'm assuming it's sold around the country. Right? It is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, how many roofers have gone through this certification process? Too many to count. I mean, we have we have hundreds. You know, we, we, we don't make the certification mandatory, but we strongly encourage it. Because we believe that, you know, when you come in and you follow our our steps and our program, then it's going to be installed, you know, by manufacturing specs. So the majority of our our dealers are certified Pro-V installers. Okay. I've got two questions here that pop into my mind, uh, only because the, the weather we have recently, the last two years, is violent. Violent weather. Right. Okay. So how does uh, how does the metal roofing stand up to uh, wind? Sure. Well, we've had it tested for a lot of different things, but I think the two things that come up the majority of the time are wind uplift and hail. From a wind uplift standpoint, this is actually a hurricane certified product. We have a class ninety certification, which means mm-hmm. it's going to withstand winds up to one hundred and eighty miles per hour. Now, gentlemen, we know at that point you need to go find your house. I think the roof's probably the the, the least of your concerns. But uh, a 180 is a tremendous wind upload. And then on the hail side, this is a class four impact rated uh, system. Which means well. exactly what? Translate that for us. It just means it is the, the strongest hail prevention made for roofing materials. Okay. Today, uh, we're finding more and more of these asphalt shingles are getting destroyed with hail. Mm-hmm. They're coming off a lot easier with winds that are in there. So for a homeowner, and I'm thinking in my mind, why not go with a better product that I never have to do a roof again. Because they said, you know, hey, well, if the asphalt shingle, you got a great product here, but if it's not lasting and then the installers are not installing correctly, you're getting five to 10 years out of this this roof because of the issues that you're having. Right. What are we looking at Provia? What do you think lifetime is something with that? I mean, you were looking at a 50-year roof as opposed to a 10-year roof? We have a we have a lifetime non-prorated warranty for that original homeowner. And we have Impressive. unlimited transfers up to 50 years. So we built this system to last. This is the last roof that this homeowner is ever going to need. And there's a ton of ROI between energy savings, no more life cycle costs, insurance premium discounts, no maintenance. So there's a lot of long-term value in this roof. Well, talk about value. When we were out uh, to Ohio to look into different uh, manufacturing facilities, you had an interesting way of, because this is obviously a little bit more expensive than asphalt shingles, right? Right. You had an interesting way of looking at that and explaining it to people, and it had relate, it related to the cost of SUVs today, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. It, it's funny, in America, you know, I had mentioned that we go out at a snap of a finger and we'll, we'll buy a truck for $60,000, $80,000. We'll drive it for, what, five, maybe 10 years, and we'll get rid of it. But yet we, we tend not to put the same amount of investment into the inv- biggest investment we're ever going to own, which is our home. And so we've got to get people to rethink this. And when you think about what protects your home more, it's the foundation in the roof. The roof can make up 50 to 60% of your exterior 60% home. of the exterior uh, Of the home. That's right. And so what better way to protect that home? And while you're at it, what better way to improve curb appeal with it being so much of the exterior? That's an interesting way to look at it, you know, in terms of the cost of it. I mean, it's going to last you for 50 years. If you if you prorate that over the 50 years, it's basically negligible. That, that's right. I mean, a metal roof, and, and, and obviously the Provia metal roof, long-term is one of the most affordable roofs you can put on your, on your home. Mm-hmm. It's going to take a little time, 
you know, but, but uh, when you look at the, the, after the front end costs, you're going to have a roof that's going to pay for itself over time. Like you said, Okay. is there anything you wanted to add to Do we miss anything in this conversation? I don't think so. I think we got, got it. Most got of the stuff in yeah. there. Yeah. Got it. <laughs> Listen, I could talk yeah. for an hour about this, you know, so. But yeah, yeah. no, I, I tell you, when we went out there, it was the most impressive. I know, Scott, when I oh. said to you that Ron and I were there and I said, listen, I've been to a lot of factories. Provia, those the most exclusive, cleanest, well-organized mm. factory right. if I've ever been in. Right. It was right. beautiful between the doors and we went to the windows and then the stone. It was it was something else, but I know you and I got a little charge out of the conversation we were having at the uh, certification program for the roofers at the metal area. I, I I loved it. It really did. It was really yeah. cool to see that stuff. But that's the detail that Provia puts into their products, and that's, that's why right. I've been using it for that's eleven right. years. Because it's not just me saying this. I've been using it, and I'm continuing using it because I love the product. The product sells itself. So for homeowners that are always wanting to ask questions about, hey, tell me a little bit more about the product. The product is what sells. So any contractor listed today says, listen here, the best thing for you is not to try to sell anything. Let the homeowner decide when they see the roofing itself. That's right. Because you know, when you, you get the asphalt shingles, here's one thing that I, I wish I knew years ago is that if the, the roofing, when you have the roof, think about that you got to replace the roof in say 10 to 15 years, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you're done. You have a beautiful roof for 50 years. That's right. One and done. And, That's right. And some people are always looking at the disposal cost of redoing it again and again and again. When you start adding up, it's going to be a lot cheaper in the long run. That's right. And what people don't realize, you know, with an asphalt roof, number one, it deteriorates from the moment that you put it on. And like you said, you're going to get 15 to 20 years. But what they fail to realize is about every 10 years, an asphalt roof will, will double in price. And so if the average person is, is putting on three plus roofs in their lifetime, that adds up quite a bit. That's why, again, when you look at a, at a metal roof like ours, that long-term value, it's a one and done. There are no more life cycle costs. And while that asphalt roof is deteriorating, you've got a roof now. I call the smart roof, right? We live in a, in a, in a world now where you have smartphones, smart cars, smart, smart boards. Yeah. So why not a smart roof? Absolutely. Get a roof that goes to work for you from the moment that you put it on, saving you those energy costs with the reflective pigments that, you know, in the paint finish. With the insurance premium discounts, because it is a class four impact rating or a 180. Oh, you get insurance discount? Absolutely. You know, I always encourage homeowners to check out their insurance because a lot of insurance companies will offer a price break. I know for myself, I've got our Briarwood shake on my house. I'm getting a 20% discount on my insurance. 20%? My insurance. That's not small potatoes. It really isn't. No. You know, and with no more, you know, um, you know, very little maintenance costs. So again, there's a lot of ROI built in over time. And that's why I tell people. It really is one of the most affordable roofs that you can put on your home long term. You know, the other thing I, the other thing I would point out, because I just lived this a couple of years ago. Uh, I live in an HOA controlled mm -hmm. 55 plus. Okay. We had to replace all the roofs and all the, And they were uh, warranted for 25 years. We were at 18 years and they were shot. So. I mean, you can't really look at the warranty on asphalt shingles. Mm -hmm. A lot of things affect that warranty and that warranty period and witness the fact that we had, and for mine, I have a end unit townhouse. was like $11,000, not chump change. Okay. That's right. So if you get a roof that you can put on and set it and forget it, one and done, That's right. uh, you're way ahead of the game. Uh, you're Absolutely right. Put off that SUV purchase. <laughs> there while you go. Longer, right? And be done with your roof. Yeah. That's be done right. with your roof. That's right. Hey, it's been great to have you here. Well, thanks for having me. What do you me. think it's about good. rainy Pennsylvania? You like it here? <laughs> go you back to Ohio. It. You can keep the yeah, I'm going, going back, back to Ohio. Ohio. Sun, sun shining. That's right. That's right.
Well, Scott, right. thank you for doing this and uh, having Provia be part of the show. It's been a big honor to have you here sitting and talking about the Provia metal roofing. Thanks so much for having me, guys. I really appreciate super, it. Super, super to have you here. Thanks. Thanks again. Right, Kev. We, <laughs> this one, you related this to me already. This, this, is, uh, this is kind of laughable, actually. It's about a window, right? Yep. And it's about the wrong way to address a window, correct? Well, it's it's a contractor's misconception of how to install a window. He must have yeah. saw it on YouTube and figured, hey, this is a great idea, and let's just put it in. So they wrote to me, uh, installing a window uh, and taking a sawzall to the existing part of the window and cutting the nailing flange out to replace with a replacement window. Your thoughts? <laughs> so... <laughs> I said, I'm going to do it on the show, and I'm going to be talking about it. It's going to be a horror story. So, uh, again, I told her not mentioning names. I've seen it done before. Is it the best way to do it? Absolutely not. Because what you're doing is basing yourself on the window, with the new window, to the old part of the house, which is stucco. Again, I'll get into this a little bit in detail. But when you do that, you cut everything that's under there already out. So the only thing protecting you is a bead of caulk. That's it. So when that bead of caulk wears out in three years, you're going to have water penetrating inside the house. Might not probably have a loose-fitting window too, right? Well, uh, no, because you, you, when the window goes in, it could be screwed in. Yeah. Uh, it's, I call it the four screws and caulk. Okay. Um, but it's it's not allowing you to address the problem. Look, if you have a window, um, you, you put it in, you don't finish it off, it's, it's going to leak. If you do a roof and you don't put it on the ridge caps it's going to leak. Right. If you put on siding and you side it halfway, it's still parts unfinished. So if you don't finish it correctly, going from the complete installation. Right. So here's the way, uh, Ryan, was it back in March? I believe it on YouTube. Uh, you can see the video we did with Pro-V installing a proper way of installing a window. Yeah, up at the uh, Sugar the Shack. Sugar Shack. Yeah. Yeah, we got a lot of great results. I mean, that was a big hit with people watching it. So I said, listen, you can watch that this That actually window. got 10,000 views. Yeah, right off the top, it got 10,000, and then another 5.5 right after that. But what I'm looking at is how to install the window correctly. I said, when you buy a window, a window is going to last you a good long time. But if you install it improperly, it's going to start rotting your house out. How long is it going to last? So what's the best thing? I said, listen, tell the contractor, you know, one thing is, is that you, if you're going to sell a window, know what you're talking about or give you options. Hey, I can do it cheap and we can do it so you get the out-of-sight warranty, which means once the guy drives out of sight, there's your warranty. Or you can do something to make it more permanent. So I said, watch in the video. It's a very good understanding of what to do. Now, stucco is an area where it's tough because you're not ripping the entire stucco down. So what I tell people is what I do is I'll actually cut back three and a half inches. And then what I do is that's exposing the existing nailing flange of the window. Now, the only area that I'm going to worry about at this time is that cut between the stucco and the wall where I like right. to dress that mm -hmm. ahead of time with pre-silicone. Then I put rubber the proper way. We use in Tyvek rubber to wrap the window and then install the window with a nailing flange. Because now at this point, if that bead of caulk from that window to the trim that I put up, if it wears out, it's going to get behind the wall. Well, here's what it still has to get in to penetrate the house. It's got to get a layer of rubber, sealant, a nailing flange, spray foam insulation that's airtight and watertight before it gets in. Or you can do it the cheaper way and then use a bead of caulk and put it around that every three years. If you don't caulk it, you're going to have a big maintenance problem. What would you like to do? No maintenance or you can cross your fingers and see if it works because if they don't do it correctly from the beginning, you're going to have a leak. And here's the worst part. You might not know it's leaking or it's got a slow leak and it's rotting the plywood behind stucco because everybody talks about stucco problems. And if it's leaking behind there, now you're going to be throwing a couple of red flags up 
if you have a problem because you got to address it and disclose that you have a window issue. Oh yeah, you would have definitely disclose. If you sell a house, you got to definitely disclose that and probably fix it too. How much is that going to cost? Now the rods are all behind the stucco, and what are you going to do? Rip all the stucco down? So, so here's the thing with stucco is you're not pulling it down in just in certain areas. If you start ripping it down, you've got to rip the whole area down because you'll see it's a patch. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, you can't patch stucco. It's impossible, especially if it's like uh, five, 10 years old. It doesn't work. I mean, I, believe me, I'm living proof of that. Exactly. <laughs> but people need to understand that having a stucco house and having somebody come in and just doing a patch job window installation, they should give you options. Look, I get the contractor wants to make the sale. You want to make a sale, you want to make money, and that's fine. But you got to understand that a homeowner's got to understand. And if that homeowner doesn't understand, you're given a leap of faith that you're going to do the right job, and it's not the right job that they're looking for. These people are not moving. They're not looking to go anywhere. So when I went there and said, hey, listen, on the air, I'm just trying to get as much information as possible so our listeners can understand if you have a stucco house, you might not want to go that route. You want to take another step further because... Yep. Your hands are tied. It's not where if you're doing siding windows all at once and you can tie all the underlayments together and you put the siding and the windows all together, it, it, you're done. This is something you're trying to retrofit in the existing area. But if you cut out the existing nailing flange, you basically what you do is once that window's installed, before the caulk goes on, you can see inside your house. So all it is is a bead of caulk that's protecting you. Would you like that? So yeah. I said, you'll get your thoughts. And that's what my thought is on the show is just telling people, Look, I get it. There's options, but uh, it's not an option that I would like to do, and I, I, I couldn't recommend doing it that way. That's why I go in a step further, put the nailing flange in rubber, and you'll never no, have No, if a I saw somebody, if I had windows installed and I saw somebody doing it that way, I would intuitively think, hey, that's wrong, right? Well, how many times have people called and said, we've got problems? Because they had it done that way, and it's, it's I don't a mess. I, don't, I really don't understand how these things happen. Inexperience. Uh, just a lackadaisical attitude, whatever it is, it's not good. Well, I I tell you, COVID spawned a new generation of contractors or so-called contractors. Everybody thinks they have Chuck in a truck and they're going to be able to do the job and it's not the right way of doing it. Just because you saw it on TV or you you think you can do it, uh, what if there's a problem? These contractors are in business for six months. Now the homeowner's got a big problem. They've got a big issue where it's going to cost them $45,000 to fix it. Well, these people go out of business. Where's the repercussion for them to get their money? And you got to look at whether the insurance company will pay for the damages, but what about the windows to be pulled out and redone? They're not going to pay for that. They pay for the damages that occurred from the improper installation. They don't pay for improper installation. So right. you're putting your leap of faith on that contractor is going to do the right job from the beginning, and he doesn't. Look how many people have been taking over 500 horror stories. Which is why, if you're thinking about putting windows in, you got to listen to the show, right? Because we've covered this sub- subject a couple times. Yeah, and listen, for our listeners, Kevin at yourvaluablehome.net. It makes it very easy, just like this homeowner did here. Ask me questions. I'll be glad to answer it. I'll put it on the air. I, I told the person here that I wouldn't be uh, using the name of the homeowner, and it's just something that they didn't want to get involved into. They just said, give me the best advice. Well, I'm giving you the best advice. If I was doing my own house, uh, this is the way I do it. We've done very uh, few shows on um, not doing it the wrong way, but doing it the right way, we've done a lot of shows with. Right. And if we do it this way, yes, it's going to cost more, but you'll never have a problem. problem. That's what we're just trying to do is Amen. get you through that. Amen. Okay, so stick with us because we've got another two interviews coming up in our real estate roundup. These come out of Research Triangle in North Carolina and a place that I love, Wilmington, North Carolina, on the, the Cape Fear River. So stick with us. Got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. 
Hey, Kev, we've talked many times about the importance of curb appeal and the value quality products add to exterior home improvements. Provia fiberglass entry doors and vinyl replacement windows add that value. And for huge impact, curb appeal, and value, there's Provia vinyl and polypropylene siding. Yep, the super polymer formulation of Provia siding reflects heat and protects against UV rays and solar heat buildup for lasting color and value. Provia siding comes in traditional, insulated, and decorative profiles, all with the look and texture of real wood. People often stop and ask me about my Provia Cedar Max siding. I've actually gotten siding jobs that way. Okay, so how about colors and styles? My customers love the extensive palette of popular colors, including dark and bold hues. New colors for 2023 include Miss Gray, Harvest Red, and Pine. And Provia offers a wide variety of styles from clapboard to Dutch lap, board and batten, and new Harbor Mill shingle and shake siding. Harbor Mill is reminiscent of traditional rough sawn shingle and staggered hand split cedar shake. Both profiles are modeled after genuine cedar pieces using highly accurate laser scanning to ensure all the detail and texture of real cedar wood grain. Harbor Mill siding was designed with the installer in mind, incorporating built-in features that aid in a more efficient, hassle-free installation. The lightweight rigid panels are easier to handle and include locks, guides, and marks for the installer. That makes for a quicker installation and beautiful curb appeal. Yup, and you can see it all and how the colors and styles work with Provia entry doors and vinyl replacement windows at Provia's fabulous website, provia.com backslash YVH. Check out Provia's design center on the website and experiment with their exterior home visualizer to see how all the different styles, colors of Provia doors, windows, siding, stone, and roofing work together. Once again, Provia delivers on its mission to serve by caring for details in ways others won't. Visualize the possibilities at Provia.com backslash YVH. Okay, Ron, continuing with our feature segment of the Real Estate Roundup, we believe we're staying in North Carolina. Yeah, where we have a lot of listeners in North Carolina. It's one of our top, top 10 top markets. Top 10, yes, it is. All right, so moving right along here in the Real Estate Roundup 2023, Kev, we're talking about an area I had the pleasure of passing through not too long ago on a trip down south. Wilmington, North Carolina. Not Wilmington, Delaware. Wilmington, North Carolina. Beautiful town. Oh, it's gorgeous. Absolutely gorgeous. Here to give us a glimpse of that real estate market is uh, J.C. Dykes from the real estate firm Choice Residential Real Estate in Raleigh, North Carolina. And J.C.'s going to explain that connection to Wilmington. J.C., welcome to your valuable home. Can you give us a geographic fix on the location of Wilmington? Yes, absolutely. Hi, everybody. I'm JC Dykes with Choice Residential. I'm super excited for today. So I have been a broker since 2018, and my career started in Wilmington, North Carolina. And actually, just a few months ago, I moved to Fuquay Varina, which is just south of Raleigh. But my main focus is still the coastal real estate market. So I'm really excited to talk about that today. Wilmington, North Carolina is located on like the southeastern part of the state along the coastline. So we are north of Myrtle Beach, but south of New Bern. And we are known for our coastal beauty, our historic downtown on the Cape Fear River. So we're shaped kind of like a slice of pizza and we're nestled in between the river and then the ocean side. So Wilmington is a little bit of a smaller city. For instance, if you're at Wrightsville Beach, you're only a few minutes to downtown. If you're at Curry Beach, you can jump on the ferry and get to Southport. So it's a really, really cool location in North Carolina. I like the pizza uh, 
reference. I, I, when I was there, I was standing in a the square there and says, it feels like this is a piece of pizza, right? It's a little skinny. Yeah, it's skinny. <laughs> no, it is It is a very, very cool place. The center yeah. of town, I loved it. And walking along the river, because they had that river walk there, uh, yes. it's just, I mean, you, you just want to, you want to stay for a while, you know? You want to stay. It pulls yeah. you in. It's so charming. It's like people sometimes say it's like a small Charleston, which I love. I did, yeah, I would I would describe it the same way. It is a small Charleston. Yeah. Small Charleston. Without the hustle and bustle of Charleston. But exactly. we, we yes. love Charleston too. I mean, I love that whole strip <laughs> going going from Wilmington on down to Keywood, Charleston. It's just wonderful. Yes, I totally agree. What's the makeup of the population there? Seems like there would be a lot of retirees. As a matter mm. of fact, I know two of them. The location is far enough south, so I would imagine the winters are pretty okay for reti- retirees, older people. Yeah, absolutely. So we do have really mild winters and I am originally from upstate New York. So you bet I was not moving anywhere that did not have a mild winter. (laughs) I don't blame you. (laughs) uh, In the winter, usually, you know, we have a high of 55, a low of like 35. We could get a day or two of snow, but it melts before noon. So it's like nothing to worry about. But we do have some retirees, but actually, in fact, the median age in Wilmington is around 37. So we have like a really good variety of people. We do have some really good retirement communities. And of course, people retire at the beach. But I think the reason for like that median number is because of UNCW, where we have a really big college crowd as well. So hmm. like I said, it's a really good mix, honestly. Okay. I would imagine that the area appeals to... Uh... I'm sure there are boaters in our audience out there mm-hmm. based on the town of Wilmington's location on the Cape Fear River, which is beautiful. I mean, the, the mm-hmm. river just you know, you just like goes lazily by the town and the area to the east being on the inland waterway and close to the ocean. Right. So a lot of boaters. Yes. Wilmington's all about the water life. So being that we have the intercoastal waterway, the open ocean, the Cape Fear River, it's just a paradise for boaters and like water enthusiasts, you could say. So you can boat ride on the intercoastal. You can go to the ocean and take in those views. We have awesome waterfront homes. And we have so many just like rivers and canals and streamlines through Wilmington too. You know, we have a lot of flood zones. We have a lot of, you know, area you can't build on, protected land, marsh. So even if you're not specifically riverfront or oceanfront or intercoastal front, we still have a lot of waterfront homes, which is really cool. Um, we have a boat share program through Freedom Boat Club that makes like that coastal lifestyle much more feasible for mm. the Wilmington resident, which mm. is really cool. And then, of course, we have the Cape Fear River, which is like our city's beating heart, you could say. So, yes, we are water life, marinas, boating, swimming, lots of marinas, riverboat tours, grab a cocktail, oceanfront, riverfront. It's like all about the water here. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Yeah, lots of fishing too. (laughs) You mentioned Marsh. We just did not too long ago, we did a uh, two-part series with um, Pew Pew Charitable Trust on a major initiative to save salt marsh. And I believe Wilmington is right in the middle of that. It starts in North Carolina, right? Yes, absolutely. Yes. What was the residential real estate market like in, say, the first six or seven months of this year? And was it a seller's market? Has that been the case in a number of markets uh, where we visited? It is the case today in yeah. a number of markets we visited. What's what's up for uh, 2024? 
Yeah, absolutely. So Wilmington has always been a really strong market. Of course, through the pandemic, like you said, we have all seen those crazy appreciation rates and Wilmington was not sure of any of that. So we appreciated 12 to 15% year over year and some properties appreciated up to 50%. It was absolutely insane. So now 2023, I feel like we're leveling out and just creating and coming back to a new normal for Wilmington, which I think is really healthy for us, along with so many other parts of the country. It's definitely what we needed. Um, I don't anticipate property values to go down at all, because if you look at the supply and demand, it just it's not a place for that to work. So appreciation is just going to keep going up because we're so desirable and we don't have a lot of inventory still. So yeah, it's, it makes it very challenging, but there is, there's no sight of that changing for sure. So Wilmington has been ranked among the top 10 places to move over the past three years. So I don't think we're going to fall off the charts anytime soon. So for 2024, I definitely see that to continue. Um, We've been in a seller's market and I think we're going to stay in a seller's market. Given the significant number of home purchases between like 2019, 2022, through the pandemic, people got such good interest rates that they're not going to hit the market again anytime soon, which doesn't make the problem any easier, right? Our median sales price went from 378 in August of 2022 to 401 in August. Yeah, yeah. So we are on the rise. Absolutely. How about that? Yeah. Yeah. As we, as we move around the country and talk to realtors around the country, the continuing theme is seller's market, seller's market, seller's market. So it's going to be with us for quite some time, I would think. I think so. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Have you seen, and you continue to see bids over asking as, as we've heard in other markets? I think it does still come up time to time. I personally and my team, we have not had to go over asking for our buyers so far in 2023, which I'm super, super grateful for. But there are still some pockets of Wilmington that are extremely desirable and homes don't come up very often. So when that does happen, obviously you take into consideration price, location, condition. I mean, you hear that all the time, but that really does make a huge impact Um, also school districts. Uh, We fluctuate with our school districts through Wilmington. So when you put all those things together, good price, good condition, good location, good school district, you might see an over offer bidding war for sure. But year to date, our average list price is 429 and our average final sale price is 415. So we're coming in a little under asking price. Okay. All right. What are the best values in the area? I mean, can you get a good value on the Cape Fear River or on the Inland Waterway? Not waterfront, um, but I guess it depends what a good value is. So like Ship Watch, which is the neighborhood on the riverfront, are selling between like 900 and 1.5 million. Oceana at Carolina Beach, which is a really fantastic neighborhood, is selling for a million to 2.5 million. So, but also like not a lot of inventory doesn't help with these comps at all. So we definitely do see a fluctuation. I mean, but if you're looking at townhouse, condo, something that's not quite oceanfront or waterfront, you definitely can find some really good properties. And we have so many investors and off-market deals. So if you're working with a good agent 
and knows the market, knows the rental market, knows what you're looking for, can crunch the numbers for return on investment. If you are doing an investment property, um, you definitely can find some really, really good gems. But I would say like specifically oceanfront, you're probably looking at about $900 a square foot. Wow. Um, yeah, it's pretty wild. And that's for single family, single family houses, townhouses. Of course, it's less. It's probably like four fifty, four seventy five. dollars Are there oceanfront townhouses? Yes, in condos. Mm-hmm. How about that? Okay. How about right. that? That's, yep. something, that's something to consider for like um, somebody who wants to retire down there. You don't need a big yes. house to begin with, right? Yes, uh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and for young families who want to, uh, you know, experience uh, living along the ocean, that's really yeah. a pretty cool idea. Carolina Beach specifically, they are doing a lot of renovations over there. So they're definitely doing more duplexes, more townhouses. So more things are definitely coming available. Hmm. Carolina Beach, you mentioned. By the way, what are some of the smaller towns in the area that someone looking for a second home or a place to retire should consider that gets you out of the uh, vortex of cost in Wilmington? Sure, sure. I would definitely say... um, Curry Beach is a great location. So that, if you're heading over to the island, South Wilmington, first you'll go to Carolina Beach, which is like the hustle and bustle of the island. There's the boardwalk, so much to do, activities, festivals. And then if you go further down the island, all the way at the end, there's Curry Beach, which is a stunning, serene place, family-friendly, lovely beachfront properties. I love that location. It's Mm. quiet. It's wonderful. The second one I would say is actually in Brunswick County. And we're going to talk about Leland and Winnebo, which is rapidly growing. It's across the bridge on the other side of the Cape Fear River. But they have some really awesome 55 and up communities with great amenities. Um, Two that come to mind are Compass Point and Brunswick Forest. The next one is Southport, which is south of Wilmington. It's like a charming little coastal town. It has a historic district. It's waterfront. It's it's stunning for retirees. I love that location. We would go every summer and visit. They have this Christmas shop that is so cute, and I love it. The next one would be Oak Island, which is also south of Wilmington. It's like a barrier island. It's known for its, its beaches, its relaxing atmosphere. It's got some really good food. And then Bald Head Island, okay, this one's not cheap, but if you're looking for something a little more luxury, look into Bald Head Island. Um, you can get to them from Ferry from Southport, and it's a secluded, car-free island, so you have to golf cart around. And it's kind of really like awesome. some of the places up in New England, no cars. Yes. Yeah, okay, yep. all right. Yeah. No, that, that gives people a lot of latitude, and it sounds like yeah. it's very retiree-friendly, the area, the whole area. Very, yes, absolutely. Okay. All right. Has there been a lot of migration from other areas of the uh, U.S. East Coast, or maybe across the country, to the Wilmington area? Yeah, definitely. So I'm sure you've heard of the great relocation as of 2021, and we are definitely part of that. People are continuing to move to Wilmington, absolutely. So our population grew from 106,000 in 2010 to 120,000 in 2022. So that's a 13% increase. So we're definitely a popular destination. Hmm. What do you see shaping up for 2024? No housing crash. (laughs) I'll start by saying that there is no housing crash coming. It is crazy how many people are saying it's a bad time to buy a house. I think 
80% of consumers are saying that it's a bad time to buy a house, but 2024 is not going to be much different. Of course, housing prices are not going to keep appreciating at the crazy rapid rate that we've seen from 2020 to 2022, you know, but we'll still be increasing, but at a much slower rate. So it's a good time to jump in for sure. Okay, what about uh, residential real estate investors, landlords? Is Wilmington a good place to be a landlord? Yeah, actually it is. So we have all types of rentals. We have short-term, lots of short-term. And actually downtown Wilmington, over the last couple of years, they lifted all of their short-term rental rules. So there's no more rules. So you can rent anywhere and rent anything, which is fabulous. So short-term, your Airbnb, those are super popular. And actually, we have a lot of midterm rentals, too. So like your travel nurses, um, that's in really big demand as well. And then long term college families. And that's honestly what makes our rental market so unique and desirable is that there's so many options. Let me slip in another question here. You mentioned we were talking about a lot about retirees. What mm-hmm. about the healthcare facilities in that area? Mm. Yes, we do need more healthcare facilities. That is definitely one of our downfalls, but something that they are working on and discussing. That and the roads are two things that are on the rise for the Wilmington area, for sure. Okay. All right. So it's something to keep in mind. So where would you yeah. go if you if you needed, uh, you, know, you know, for heart or whatever? What's the nearest destination for that? Yeah, we, we do have a hospital right in Wilmington, New Hanover, and that is where you would go. There's also a smaller Novant Hospital in Brunswick County. Okay, all right. Yeah. This has been absolutely fascinating, and we really thank you for it. <laughs> We've been speaking with J.C. Dykes from Choice Residential Real Estate in Raleigh, and she used to live and, and work in, uh, and still does, as a matter of fact, in Wilmington, yes. North Carolina. Two, two wonderful places, wonderful spots in the world, and a lot of listeners we have down there. J.C., Thank you very much. How do people get in touch with you? Yes, you can email me, jc, J-A-C-I-E, at jcandcompany.com. Shoot me a text or give me a phone call, 910-520-5660, and I can't wait to help you and your family. Great speaking with you. Thank you very, very much. Very informative. Thank you so much. All right, JC, thanks Take again. care. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye. 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 Okay, Ron, now it is time for the featured segment. We're going to be heading further south this time, correct? Well, we're in the south. We're in the south. We're moving out of Wilmington, Wilmington, North Carolina, not to be confused with Wilmington, Delaware. Uh, we're in North Carolina. Now we're going to the popular research triangle, that area of the state, to get a briefing on the real estate market there from Kate Stedman. Kate is with Choice Residential Real Estate, CR for short, in Rolling, North Carolina. She's an agent of trained CR agents, very unusual situation. We don't haven't run into that before. Through specialty classes and one-on-one sessions. This is Kate's second year of doing the real estate roundup. Kate knows every corner of research triangle. Why? Because she grew up there, right? Uh, Kev, as you know, North Carolina is one of our top markets for your valuable home. So let's thank the people in North, oh, North Carolina. Carolina. Absolutely. <laughs> Give them a shout out for listening. Kate, welcome back to your valuable home. Um, the Real Estate Roundup, which towns and cities does the triangle consist of? Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited to be back. Yes, we are in the heart of North Carolina. We're right in the middle. So we're about two hours to the beach, three hours to the mountains. We are known as the triangle because if you dropped a pin in our three major universities, Duke, UNC, and NC State being 
Durham, Chapel Hill, and Raleigh that would create a triangle. So those are the ones you most commonly hear of. But over the course of time, our whole area has become known as the triangle. So some of the other cities and towns you might have heard of are going to include places like Cary, Morrisville, Apex, maybe Pittsburgh or Wake Forest, just to name a few. Wake Forest is in the triangle as well. Yeah. Kate, with market dynamics like inflation and higher interest rates, how are you coaching your agents to advise uh, residential buyers today? I absolutely love this question for so many reasons, but the main reason I love it is because headlines are so fast to tell us what market we're in, whether it's good or bad or the best or the worst. And the fact of the matter is, as an agent, we need to recognize that every market favors someone. And it's our job to recognize who that person is and how we can best assist them. Hmm. So in this case, I feel like the buyers that are winning, the people that have the most opportunity and are most active are those move up buyers, the people that have a personal property, they're in the process of finding their next one, maybe in their ideal area or at a higher price point. And so the way we are advising those people, because it is still somewhat of a seller's market due to inventory, is to make their offer as appealing as possible and make it non-contingent. And so the way that we're doing that is teaching them to leverage their existing asset and provide some more cash on hand so they can make that purchase on the front end and then proceed with their sale. So Mm -hmm. normally that involves like a home equity line of credit just for the short term and then rolling the remainder of those funds into your upcoming purchase. Um, That's kind of the main thing that I'm advising. Now, obviously that's a very specific person. So the other thing that I'm really advising is just to get very comfortable listening to the market. It's a hard market to explain. It's a hard market to understand. And it really is situation by situation. Some properties are ending up in multiple offers, while others are just kind of sitting and you might have some opportunity for negotiations from the seller. So just kind of being willing to adapt and recognizing that we're going to just have to feel the case by case situation. That's really what I'm advising people. Okay, do you see this lingering for a while, uh, months, years? It's got got to be more than months, right? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, the inventory is still very much an issue because we aren't seeing new homes coming to the market. That said, it's still somewhat of a seller's market. So we're seeing prices kind of staying stagnant. But unlike other markets, we aren't seeing any dramatic dips. So the average price point is still very much staying the same. It's hard to say where we're headed. We are headed into an election year, so anything is is possible. But I would say that actually now is probably a great time to buy, as counterintuitive as it may seem. Those higher interest rates are actually keeping a lot of buyers from entering the market, which is actually helping us keep prices pretty level. If those interest rates do drop, I anticipate those prices going back up. So it's hard to say, but we will see. Yeah. I mean, we, we're hearing essentially the same thing as we move around the country, talking to different realtors in different geographies. And it seems to be, you know, the market is, and I like to use the term market sort of stuck in second gear, you know, and um, we're waiting for it to shift to third and end in fourth. Uh, and when that happens is anybody's guess, really, right? Absolutely. Okay. You know, it's interesting with the interest rates being what they are. Typically, people shop in price tiers, obviously. And so those people that would qualify for higher are now qualifying for less. And so pretty much anything under 650 is where the majority of people are. We're seeing a little lull in those, you know, sixes to 1.1s. And then luxury and above is still moving. So like I said, I think once interest rates adjust, then we'll see everything kind of shift. But currently, that's definitely the case. Okay. All right. Uh, do you see a lot of uh, bids over asking still, a lot of cash deals in your market? That's been happening up here in, in, in Bucks County, in Montgomery County, in Pennsylvania. Do you see it? 
It just kind of depends. We are seeing one-off situations where you might get some over-asking bids. Surprisingly, the properties that are getting the most interest there are the ones that need some work because prices are staying high with inventory, because monthly payments are high with interest rates. Understandably, buyers are kind of feeling like their deal is in properties that could use some sweat equity and building that equity from there. So we are surprisingly seeing over-asking bids on those properties. And then the ones where surprisingly they're well maintained and present really well they tend to be sitting for a little bit longer so it depends on the situation in terms of cash offers though i don't look back over the past year and think it's been crazy that's all we've been getting yeah. however because of all of the inbound migration we've had from other places that do have a higher cost of living it is a lot more normalized to see cash offers coming our way okay uh, prices continue to rise in your market or what and what's ahead for 2024 what do you what do you, what do you see in your crystal ball there yeah, oh, the million dollar question, of course. I, you know, currently our prices are staying pretty still. We're seeing the median price point is staying about the same. The average price point is going up ever slightly. So it's hard to say. I do think eventually it will continue to rise. It is always a great place for a long term hold just because of the sectors that we have here. Um, higher education, pharmaceutical sales, health and human services, all of those things. And so thankfully, we're not as quote unquote bubbly as some of the other cities. We're not just tech based. And so we do have that positioning for a great investment on the long term. Right. And then in terms of 2024, it's hard to say, but you know, it's a long game when it comes to real estate. Yep. Yep. Do you still see migration from other areas of the country, uh, which was the case during COVID, uh, when it became acceptable for people to work remotely? Do you still see that going on now, that phenomenon? We absolutely do. In terms of migration, most commonly, we see a lot of people from Florida who are sick of trying to get insurance in their homes. We see a lot of people moving from California, like you just mentioned, for COVID and those big tech companies that are no longer requiring people in office. And then we see a lot of people from New York. And so to your point, you know, up until COVID, people were required to be in the office. They're living in these places that have a higher cost of living. So absolutely, as soon as those companies told them that they don't have to come in, they are absolutely coming to a better cost of living, and that is very often the triangle. And I think a lot of companies are following suit. They're recognizing that if they're going to provide a hybrid model, people want to be able to afford to live in, so they're exploring other markets, including ours. Yeah, that's an interesting point. You know, if employers stick with this sort of uh, loose philosophy of you got to be in the office, you don't have to be in the office, it gives people latitude to find areas that are more affordable, wherever they may be in the country, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure a triangle is a lot more affordable than L.A., right? Yes. And it's very interesting because I actually had a past client who is a friend of mine. She's an agent in California, purchased her first investment property in Raleigh a few years ago. And she actually just reached out to me looking for her next one. Because if you're looking to buy an investment property, would you rather spend $1.6 or would you rather spend 500000 You know, so, mm -hmm. yes, sure. that's definitely the case. Okay. With the industries you have down there, I think uh, just loaded, the triangle is loaded with uh, tech companies. Are company relocations still a contributing factor? Absolutely. We have a ton in a bunch of different sectors. Like I mentioned, we've got higher education. We have a ton of universities. Those three that I mentioned on the front end are just a few of them. We have a number of smaller colleges as well. We've got Apple, Microsoft. SAS, Ignite, Policy Genius, Wolf Speed. We've got a ton of those types of companies. And then we also have ones that have been in the triangle for quite some time, like Red Hat um, and Salesforce. So, yes, absolutely. 
relocations are a big factor for us. And I'm thinking that considering the cluster of tech and other companies there, your unemployment rate is probably pretty low, isn't it? That's correct. The last time that I looked at I believe that our Raleigh unemployment rate was about 3.3%. And I believe that's about 0.5% below the national average. Hmm. That's interesting. Okay. Uh, It's expected. That's what I would would surmise. Are there still values to be found for, say, like younger couples? How about retirees, too? Absolutely. You know, like I mentioned, surprisingly with interest rates being what they are, it does provide a lot of opportunity for us. I think if interest rates were much lower, our prices would just be continuing to skyrocket like they were in COVID. And so from that sense, and just not having to bid crazy amounts above asking price, that alone is a great value for first-time buyers. We also have had new construction really step up to the plate. They've been really helping us with inventory. Thankfully, a lot of national builders and local builders see the value of the triangle. And so what previously made up about 20% of our inventory of new construction, um, now they make up about 30 to 35%. And so we've got opportunities there. And then, like I mentioned, we've got some other houses that are sitting for a little bit longer, little bit being 20 days, nothing crazy. Um, but they're well-maintained homes that just need to be cosmetically updated to their needs. So yes, great values to be found. Also great opportunities for retirees. I know in the past, we've talked about our our golf courses here. So a ton of 55 plus communities. And then like I mentioned, we've got a short drive to the beach. So a ton to love for everyone. You know, you just mentioned something. I would think that if uh, the triangle is very uh, appealing to big builders, that should put a dent in the seller's market, shouldn't it? You would think so, but it still takes time to build a home. So it's definitely helping, but it's by no means undercutting the resale. Um, There are more new construction available than there have been in the past, but resale is definitely still, um, we still need those homes. What's your best advice to somebody looking to relocate the research triangle? Either they want to go there uh, with their young family or they want to retire there. What's your best advice for both those types of people? You know, I think my best advice would be the same that I would give anyone moving anywhere, which is just that every pocket has its own little feel and you need to find what works for you. And so anytime you're relocating, just get out there and explore each little nook and cranny. There's going to be some that feel more centralized and are close to everything and walking distance to fun stuff. And then there's going to be other places that are more rural and feel more private and you're going to get more land. It just kind of depends on what you're looking for. And so don't rush it. Get out there you know, do a rental in the meantime, get the lay of the land, go explore those different spots and find what really feels like home in a community to you. And then work on finding the home within that community. Hmm. Okay. All right. You got a number of college, top, top colleges down there. Uh, You got Wake Forest, you got Duke, you got, oh, Lords. But does that make for a strong residential investment market? It absolutely does. You know, between those three that I mentioned on the front end, Duke, UNC, and um, NC State, that's 50,000 students alone. And then, like I mentioned, there's other universities. So there's a huge opportunity. And anytime we hear universities or higher education, we think investment potential. And so that is absolutely the case. I do work with investors in that stance. Obviously, it's a little trickier, though, because it's proximity based to campus. Normally you want something slightly walking distance and that can be difficult in any market, especially when we're dealing with limited inventory. So actually, yes, I do deal with a lot of them. However, most of the investors that I work with are just looking for a quality product, a long-term hold and a quality long-term tenant. And there is a ton of potential there. Hmm. Here's an interesting question. You teach your young realtors about all the steps in the sales cycle. What are the most crucial steps 
where a sale can either succeed or fail. Oh, that's another one that I love. I am all about the expectations. I would say that my must-have step in the sales cycle is that first one, where you are sitting down and talking about the process. Obviously, on the list side, that's incredibly important, but especially on the buy side as well, just understanding what you're getting into. This is one of the largest financial decisions someone's going to make. We do this every day, and they don't. And so making sure they understand what all of their options are and the potentials for different outcomes is very important, especially, like I mentioned, with that inbound migration that we have our contract is different from some of the other states in terms of we do have a non-refundable deposit and some appliances convey and other states that don't automatically convey here, all of those little intricacies. And so setting those expectations on the front end, I feel is what really sets you up for either success or failure. Okay. I got one more question. I love this question. What's the most comfortable time in central North Carolina when it's not too hot and not too cold? We are heading right into it. I would say, obviously, April, May is very nice, but the best part we are heading right for, which is early October, it's a little a little warm, but still a breeze in the air, and then we're heading into the fair season right after that, which is one of my personal favorites. So hang in there. The best is to come. Okay. We got to leave it there, Kate. This is wonderful. Uh, second year in a row, and we're looking for many more years from you to come. So I look forward to it. Really great information. Thank you for having me. Well, we've been talking to Kate Stedman. She's with Choice Residential Real Estate, CR for short, in Rolling, North Carolina. So if you're looking to relocate to the Triangle, give Kate a call. Kate, how do people get in touch with you? You can find me on Instagram. My handle is Sarah Kate Holmes. That's S-A-R-A-K-A-T-E-H-O-M-E-S. And you can find me there. All my contact info is available as well. Great talking to you. We'll be back to you again next year. Thanks. So much. Appreciate your time. Talk All to right. you soon. Thanks All right. again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Remember the name Provia, your single source for professional class, entry doors, storm doors, patio doors, vinyl and wood-clad vinyl windows, vinyl siding, manufactured stone and metal roofing, products made with latest technology and honest old-world craftsmanship, the Provia way. That's this week's podcast. Your Valuable Home comes to you every week on Apple Podcasts and all other popular podcast directories. If you want us to share your home improvement project or horror story, email me at kevin at yourvaluablehome.net. That's kevin at yourvaluablehome.net. And don't forget to tell your friends and family about Your Valuable Home, the weekly podcast that's all about building wealth in residential real estate and hiring the right contractor to do the right job at the right price. 